following message was recorded at Faith Fellowship St. Pete in St. Petersburg, Florida. More information about Faith Fellowship can be found at faithfellowshipstpete.org. Let's pray. Father, help us to make you, Lord Jesus, our aim, our our hope, our joy, our pursuit, our passion, our desire. Help us to um, to honor the sacrifice that you've made to to perfect us and to ransom and rescue us back to yourself, to to show us the glory of God, to show us the Father. Help us to honor the sacrifice in a in a life that joyfully lives, liberated and 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 uh, and honoring to you making every effort by faith to walk in truth and to honor you and please you in all that we do. Uh, Father, I, I pray that this year would be a year that, that we love you more, that we see you and others see you through us, that we as a church continue to explode with gratitude and thanksgiving and worship and generosity and hope. Oh, that you would be our aim, Lord Jesus. (laughs) That you would be our heart, our goal, our very life. Help us now, Holy Spirit, write these these passages on our hearts. Inscribe in us today a a passion uh, for you, for your word, for your will. And we love you. We love, love, love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So these challenges are more about living out his word that I'm going to give you today and trusting in his promises. Okay, because, you know, I think we kind of conditionally get in this posture of like, I think I'll get a gym membership. Right. You know, I'll start doing this and I'll stop doing this. And as I was reminded this morning, about eight percent of those are achieved. And I'm not sure you know, that, that might be optimistic. So let's partner with the will of God in the word of God, with the power of God to be more like Christ. How about that? How about that? And, and with that said, this, this is my segue passage from Christmas to New Year's. As we don't leave any of this, like we're never meant to leave all of this behind. It's all building blocks as we move forward, right? And, and the verse that comes out of Christmas for me is this. It's the incarnation of Christ. It's the Emmanuel promise that a virgin would conceive, right? And that God would show up in the, on the planet. And, uh, and in John 1.14, he says this, And the Word, capital W, and the Word became flesh. Read verses 1 through 3 and start thinking about like who the Word is. The, the, the Word was with God and the Word was God. Like Jesus, the God-man, right? The Word became flesh and dwelt. God came to the planet, right? Dwelt among us and we have seen His glory, John says. We've seen His glory. Now, I'm, I'm thinking in my mindset that John's going back to the Mount of Transfiguration, you know, like... Like they fall down, they faint in the in the midst of like his glory is whiter than lightning 
on display. It's why we don't need sun in eternity. We don't need the sun anymore because we've got the Father, you know, like, and we've got the light of the world. Like, so, but he says, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the Father. Now listen to what he says here. Full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Full of truth and grace. And if we are to continue the, the life of Christ on earth, the presence of Christ continue to abide through the church, then maybe what we should be full of is grace and truth. Grace and truth. So we're going to look at those two things this morning and, and how we're perfected and we're fully, fully equipped for this. The spirit of truth has come to make his home in us, right? The God of all grace has come to demonstrate his life through us. Is the church marked? Is our church marked by grace and truth? Is it full of it? I want to be full of it, right? So Jesus put on skin so we could put on him, right? When you think about it, I want to read a, a couple of passages. We read this this morning, but in our in our time, come out for get ready in the morning, man. Like, can can you make it here by nine? I'm sure you can. And then you get to be a part of like the passage we're kind of looking at, and and then we pray together. Like that's all good, right? And 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 encourage you to come and be a part of that. Well, Jesus put on skin so we could put on him. Literally, this is what got this little statement is what got me out of bed this morning. Like, I'm like, I gotta write that down. Thank you, Lord. Um, but but listen to what this says. This this is um. First, I'm gonna read Ephesians 4:17 to 24. Listen to what this says. Now this I say. Um, this is not on the slides, by the way. Uh, so either listen intently or, or, or climb through your, your, this glorious treasure of God's word and, and join me in it. Um, Ephesians 4.17. Now this I say, Paul says to the church in Ephesus, and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. In the futility, what is futility? U- uselessness. fruitlessness of their mindsets or minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance of Christ and the good news, from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greed, and practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, explanation point. Verse 21, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Christ. Now listen to what it says here. Verse 22, to put off your old self, which is being, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self 
created after the likeness of God in the true righteousness and holiness. In true righteousness and holiness. What's the challenge here? The challenge is to put on what you've already been imputed by faith. To take off the old clothes. You know, every year we endeavor to do this this give this giveaway, you know this this uh, this Boxing Day event. Last year, you know, we wait a year because people accumulate, you know, and and uh, but like the idea is is like, don't we have stuff in our life and in our closet that, honestly, hi princess, don't we have stuff in our life and in our closet that is old and fit anymore? It just doesn't fit us anymore and isn't you know isn't god good that he provides us with 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 new clothes right uh that 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 is that is a part of our new identity that identifies us with him and it's not that we have to go out and buy these clothes or get these clothes or earn these clothes or merit these clothes they're given to us by faith it's the robe of righteousness Look with me, uh, turn, turn with me, if you will, a, a few books forward in Colossians. Um, I'm sorry, back to Colossians. G.E. Power Come. Okay. Um, oh, um, boy, I'm mixing you and myself all up. Okay, so um, that's how I remember those four books. G.E. Power Company or Girls Eat Popcorn. I, I don't know how you want to do it, but... But like, um, so we're in a, we're in Colossians three, um, and uh, and I honestly don't do that. Anymore. I mean, you know, but that's it was a good helpful thing. But um, starting in verse, um, I want to start in five, but I, I actually because of what we've been taught, what the Spirit's leading to, I'm going to start in verse one. Uh, listen to what this says: If then you have been raised with Christ, anybody here raised with Christ? Hello, okay. Okay, just making sure, okay. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things or not on things that are on earth. For you have what? That's referring to our baptism like that. But like when Christ died, he died for all, right? And so he, he put to death, right? So he, he, he severed us or circumcised us from from our flesh, you know, our, uh, the, the penalty of sin and death. And, and, uh, and now we, we, we can actually choose to be controlled by the Spirit, which leads to life and peace, right? Like that's, is any of that good news? Anybody? Okay, just checking. All right. Set your minds on things above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Is it secure there? <laughs> is it settled, Right. When Christ, who is your life, appears, second coming, then you also will appear with him in glory. Is that good news? Okay. Now listen to what he says here. This is this is this morning. So like, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, evil, uh, passions, evil desires, evil desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, like the wrath of God is coming. Now we see that Romans 1, like it's being revealed. In these, you too once walked when you 
were, past tense, living in them, living in them. Now you're living in Him, right? But now you must put, you, now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. What is the purpose of words for the saint? To build up, to create, not destroy, to build up, not to tear down, right? And obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have, here it is, guys, put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. That's good. That's, and look, like we are equipped for this. This is, the, this is the agenda of the Spirit and we are empowered for this transformational work. This is what He's going to do. Why not get on board? Why not make the great exchange? So, clothed in Christ, think about it. We, we see it in so many places in the Scripture. The robe of righteousness. And how is that, how is that given to us? Not by merit or by being good, but by grace through faith. I mean, grace, would you give us those things? Thank you. I mean, what a beautiful name. But like grace through faith, that we're imputed uh, like heavenly clothing. Now, if you're thinking like this is kind of abstract and just trying to be practical, no, it's more than that. Because when we get to 2 Corinthians 5, write that down and go back and, and look at that today. Because when, it gets, when we go to 2 Corinthians 5, what it says is this, is that what is mortal is swallowed up, clothed in life. That's what it says. This is, this is the glorious work that God does for us through the cross, in Christ, through the resurrection and the, 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 the pouring out of His Spirit is that now we are, that which was, that, that, that was broken, separated, mortal, I will not contend with man any longer as days will be 120 years. That was mercy on God's part, if you think about it. Knowing because Christ was, was crucified from the foundation of the earth, knowing that he was going to bring about redemption and rescue. And so now we're clothed in him, the way, the truth, and the life. We're clothed in righteousness. All of these are meant to help us understand. Like, and, and what I want us to kind of gather this morning is, like, and I know I've already said it, but I just want to drive this home. Like, like, it's incredible what the cross has, has done for us. It's incredible what our Savior, our God has done. He who had no sin became sin. Sin's offering that we might become the righteousness of God? What? Guys, we didn't march our way into that. We didn't earn our way. There was an accolades and, and effort and, 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 and look, we, we barely participated. If anything, like it's God made the choice, God's initiative. God first loved us. God first chose us. If it wasn't for God's initiative, we, none of us were told would ever choose him. That's, that's how broken, that's how de- deceitful and, and, and our hearts are callous. And yet God in his mercy, right? Can, can I just, I got to read this uh, again, not in a slide and. 
I actually said GE Power Company just then. Okay, um, so like, listen to what listen to what this says. This is uh, this is Ephesians two. But God, right? But God, be let, let, let's let's hear about who our God is. But God, being rich in mercy, do you know that God is rich? Rich in mercy. Because of the great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses. Dead. Made us. For we are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. Right? Even when we were dead in our trespasses. Made us alive together with. It's. It's such good news. He didn't just make us alive. He made us alive together with Christ. And the objective is oneness. Oh, and and, and Jesus' heart and passion is for it. Oh, Father, that they may be one as you and I are one. Right? Just a, a oneness. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love for which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Unmerited favor. It's incredible. It is, it is amazing grace. Like, aren't you blown away that God... Would, would deal with our rebellion with mercy and love? What? Like this is who our God is. And this is what he's done. It's scandalous what he did for us in Christ. And, and all of that to put his love on display, to demonstrate the Father's love, to put his, to put his righteousness and his glory and his holiness on display so that the world might see the hope that is in Christ Jesus. So how do we continue to grow, right? To be like Christ, to grow in grace and truth. Well, here's the number one challenge. Abide in Christ. We just talked about this. We, we talk about it honestly all the time. Abide in Christ. What does the word abide mean? Make, make, make him your dwelling, your, your residence, your life, your, your, the stay, the remain. Like this is where you live. This is where you stay connected, right? Like abide in Christ. So the number, the challenge number one, develop a closer relationship with Christ. This is what this is what He's after. I mean, if if He wants the, us to be one, I think, I think a, a good objective would be I I want to get and listen. I want to love Him more. Do you? Do you want to love Him more? Because when I'm satisfied in His love, I, I have no need. When I'm when I'm when I'm just saturated in in his love I, I am so content and satisfied and i have this hunger and thirst for righteousness and i have this hope of glory and i have this refreshment of, of my soul that is that is that is not impacted by circumstance but i'm fickle anybody else what's going on over here you know adhd big time Right? I mean, a squirrel, what's going on? Like, and, and, and these things happen, and, I'm, and, and all of a sudden I've got to get my gaze fixed again on the one that's going to start and finish this faith work in me. And so, what's our challenge? Number one, abide in Christ. 
Jesus petitions the boys on, on, on the precipice of his, of his great sacrifice, his painful offering. He petitions the boys. He says, stay with me and stay close. Like, 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 like a branch connected to the vine. There's no cleave there. You can't even see it. You see one, you see the other. And if that's the case, fruitful. I want to I just remind us that the first thing that humanity was ever told to do before even don't do this was to be fruitful and multiply. It's the first part of Genesis 1.26, right? Be fruitful. Right? And, and here, God has come in the flesh in order to help us to be fruitful. And he says, this is how you do it. Stay with me and stay close. So what I want to say is, is that there is, there's opportunities and we, do, we need the body to do this. I'm just saying, like, it's not good for man to be alone, right? Like we need, we need rich, intimate community and dwelt with the Holy Spirit, filled with the various forms and gifts uh, of various forms of his grace and gifts in order to thrive. We've got to stay in rich community. You know, what is it? Uh, Hebrews 10, 25. Help me. Do not neglect the God. Don't don't not do this. Coming together, like it's 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 critical, right? I mean, we're 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 admonished to not do it. That we need this. This is an oasis, right? This is this is. I mean, but we got to go back out to our mission field. But but man, we need to do that. And he never sent them out by themselves ever. We're meant to do this with him and for him but with him. Because apart from him, as we'll read here in just a moment, chapter 15, 4 and 5 of John says this, Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Have you, have you ever felt unfruitful? Like, did, how much of how much of of what does it take from us to stay connected to Christ? I I would almost say that is the that's our total privilege. That's our objective. Like he'll he will actually do his life through us as we remain and produce fruit. It's like it's like. I want to unplug something, right? You know what I mean? You, you, you unplug something. I don't care how great it is. It's got nothing. And so like challenge number one, stay plugged in to Christ. How do you do that practically? He says, I'm the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears What? Like it's not just fruit, it's like mush fruit, you know, like like that's awesome. For apart from me you can do nothing that lasts, nothing that endures, nothing that abides, nothing that is eternal. So do you want to be fruitful in twenty twenty four? Anybody? Oh, that's not a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah! yeah! Right? 
How many of you, by raising of hands, wants to be fruitful in 2024? Right? I, I mean, how much? This high? Both hands? Come on. Like, listen, we we got to have some incentive here. Like some, you know, like I think the Spirit invigorates us for fruitfulness. Because this is his hope and his agenda, right? This is this is his empowering work, our part. Like, why would Jesus tell them to stay close if they didn't need to be told to stay close? You ever thought about that? Like, it's, you know, work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who's at work to will and to act according to his good pleasure. It's a partnership, but he's the power. He's the initiative. He's 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 done it all. And now we get to participate by faith. In this amazing grace and and the fruitfulness of God, the fruit of God, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Anybody in need of those, right? The fruit of God ends up demonstrating itself through our lives. And you know what it says? To the glory of God. That's how we glorify God, by being fruitful. And how are we fruitful? By abiding. So here's some challenges. Make room for him. Make room for him. Right? Because we practically do that by spending time with him in prayer and in his word. Otherwise, we wouldn't be told, we're told to pray without ceasing. We wouldn't told, be told that stuff like what, what we're told in the Old Testament in Psalms 1. Right? The blessed man, uh, he, what does he do? He, he, uh, he, he meditates on the word of God day and night. And and we're told that, that there's fruitfulness in that because then he, you know, the psalmist uses the illustration. He'll be like a tree that's planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither and whatever he does prospers. That sounds like fruitfulness when it comes to a tree. And so like, like, what is he saying? Not just memorize, meditate. When? Day and night. When do we pray? All the time. Is that with eyes closed while we drive? Please no. Right? But like, what do we do? Like, we live out loud with our, with, you know, like, are people going to think you're crazy? Yeah. But that's okay because God knows that we are the picture of sanity in the midst of craziness. So my challenge to you is make room for him. Now, here's the reality. Is your basket already full? probably is it's full of some television and tech and and games and you know that's full of stuff i mean everybody's basket is full even if it's just sitting on the couch i mean it's full it's got something going on take something out trade up that's my challenge could 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 you believe that maybe most of the things we do after eight nine o'clock at night is fruitless and maybe we can exchange some of that stuff for time with him now look do do i do i do i do i long to i I want you to spend time in this word but but let's read relationally it's it's not we're not just trying to gain information it's transformation through knowing him like we read to know him so that he can make himself known through us. But the transforming work that gets done is in us. And then it just becomes a natural byproduct. I mean, why, why do you think he uses the tree as the illustration? A healthy tree bears fruit. 
just what it does. It's not going. Right? It's just, it's abiding by the, the stream, the living water. So here's the challenge. Trade up. Make some, make some conscious decisions to follow Christ. Right? Um, seek first. Seek first. His kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things that you need and worry about. Anybody need, need and worry about things? The, the exchange is this. Don't seek those things. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. How many how many people have loved ones that they just, man, they just need to get saved? Because <laughs> they're killing me. Right? Like, I mean, like, is there changes that just need to happen all around you? Be the change by by going to the one, the only one that can change us and and yield to the work of the Holy Spirit. But But there is something profound. We're told we're sanctified and that's taken us from justified to glorified. We're told that we're sanctified by the Spirit through the... Come on, church, help me. Through the Word. Could, could you spend a little bit more time in the Word? Could you? Right? When you read Psalms 119 and you hear the psalmist talk about like, this is the treasure. This, there's nothing more precious than this. Because there's where the promises lie. There's where the revelation of the Father lies. There's where faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of Christ. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Do you it's powerful and effective. Cuts to the thoughts and intentions of our hearts. Like do we sit in front of it with a pliable spirit and a teachable heart? Going, God, change me. I want to be like you. Exchange tech time for quality time with Christ. Have a plan. Like his plan. Pray. Like and I can tell you, like he, he d- does God want you to spend more time with him in his word, in prayer? Like, does he want that? Does do you know the fruit of that? We don't get to know about him, we get to know him. And we're transformed through it. You know, my my plan is last year I read through a chronological study, which I've done many times of the of the whole Bible. This year, the, the plan is I'm going through, and, and, and I didn't just read, you know, study it, like meditate on it, but like this year, I'm going to do the New Testament. Slow, deep, daily. I, I encourage you, you know, psychologists, psychologists they, they've said this, that like if you have the rhythm of sitting in the same chair every single night to eat dinner at the same time, that your body actually develops an appetite when you make that move. Do you think there could be some benefit to having a a quiet time chair, a space and a time that you meet with the Lord, that that might even, there might be a hunger that is created, an excitement. I got to tell you, man, I get up wanting to talk to him wanting to hear from him, wanting to know him. There's so many, get on you version. I know it's tech, but it's good tech. You know, like, it, it, and, and grab, grab a plan, but, but, but let the Lord lead you, but get in his word. Because I find, for me, 
If I have a plan, there's a little bit of, there's excitement, there's motivation, there's, you know, there, it's like, it's like being in a story and it's like you can't wait till the next episode comes out or whatever. But, but don't just like, I mean, this whole thing, I'll just crack the Bible open. Okay, you read that. And Judas hung himself. Oh, what am I going to do with that? Right? I mean, like, let's have a plan, right? It's, it's because the plan, remember the aim, the plan is what? Him, right? And he reveals himself through his word. So, so plan to be like, give more time. You know, I've heard that in wedding, without exception, wedding conferences, they'll tell you, they'll say this, like, how do you spell love? That's how the world spells it, right? But this is how, this is, this is what they'll say. T-I-M-E. Because what you really treasure, you'll, if you say, I, I, don't, I don't have time for that, basically what you're saying is it's not important to me. Make room. Take, take the garbage out. Does that make sense? It's time to take the garbage out. And that's what that whole, those two passages are talking about. Make the great exchange. I've given you new clothes, righteousness, walk in it, embrace it, put it on, live in it. I, I, I have a battle buddy. I love him so much. We, 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 we do life every single day, sometimes three meals a day. Right, Jerry? Like, that's my battle buddy, right? Like, have a battle buddy. Have two battle buddies, but don't have more than two. Like, because the, the, what's required to be a good battle buddy is is intentionality and time and, and heart and, and, and really doing life together. Have a battle buddy. We're not meant to do this alone. Jesus sent them out two by two. Invest in their spiritual growth. Like, be intentional about that. Pray about that. And because you'd probably choose somebody that God would choose someone different and you might be surprised who it is. Let him choose your battle buddy. Take our challenge to memorize and meditate on his word. We give you a, we give you a memory verse every month. Men, you know, we, at various moments, we, we meditate on a, a verse or a passage every week and talk about it uh, in men's ministry at, at men's breakfast. But uh, sign up, subscribe to our devotion that we put out every month with our theme. There's a devotion that goes out on the 15th of every month. It, all you got to do is subscribe. It comes right to you. And what comes with that is the memory verse at the beginning of every month. We send it to you digitally. Plug into those, those opportunities. Keep a journal. Aren't you glad that David kept a journal? Keep a journal. I mean, as you're reading, right... Why, why, do you, why, why would you run for a pen and a paper to write something down? Why, why, what, what causes that, that great desire? Because what you're writing down is vital and important. Should we not have a pen and paper when we're reading God's word and listening to God's spirit? That's, that's how sermons are written. Establish a discipline of prayer. Be intentional about that. Join a prayer group. Monday nights, Thursday nights. We got prayer groups. Get involved with others that are in prayer. Join or start a life group. We got life groups starting this week. Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, Friday. I mean, we got 
they're kicking off. But, but like, if, the, if none of those fit your schedule, I mean, I was talking to Sabrina, like, if none of those fit your schedule, like, start one because you might be meeting a need for someone else. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Let me give you a very simple life group. Just come to Sunday service, take notes, and then get together with someone during, some, some people during the week. Maybe it's your neighbors. And just talk about what you've already been taught and, 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 and read in the, in the scriptures. That's what we do at men's breakfast. It's amazing. Because most of the things that we don't do for the Lord is because we have the mindset of Moses. Oh, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. And you're right. You can't, but he can. And he will use you in mighty ways. Man, I'm, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul. Like, that's all of us. Right? And so get involved in the kingdom. Contribute to the cause. Commit to discipleship essentials. We've been hitting that for three weeks now on January 13th. If you're interested in a, in, in, in a, in a 25-week with a small group, just really in-depth study of God's word, like come out for that, for that orientation and, 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 and find out. You don't even have to sign up. Just come out because you want to be a part of a small group. Do you know that Jesus lived in these, these, these circles? Like, did Jesus have a small group of three? Did he? John, James, and, and, and Peter, right? And did he give them a little more than he gave the others? Did they get to be in the room with Jairus' daughter when she was raised? Did they get to be on the Mount of Transfiguration? Like, they, they, Jesus models this. He didn't do that. He did that intentionally. He intentionally... Asked the father, and he poured in. He had a group of three guys, four including him, and that's what discipleship essentials is 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 modeling. Men's groups, and then 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 he had the twelve, right? And that's a life group, and then he had seventy or seventy-two, like that's that's us, right? But but get plugged into these things. Don't just walk in here on Sunday morning, find the closest seat to the back, and soon as that last lyrics you know there's a football game on and i'm hungry like like get involved build relationships make it a point every sunday morning that i'm gonna i'm gonna get to know one new person and and you know what else i'm gonna do every sunday morning i'm gonna find someone that's in need of prayer and i'm gonna pray with them wouldn't it be wouldn't it be awesome at the end of service that everybody's just kind of hanging which we do and then all of a sudden there's just prayer breaking out all over the place as we just pray for one another as we confess sin to one another and pray for one another that we might be healed. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Even ideal. Serve your church family. Oh, pastor, of course you're going to say that. No, no, that's what the word of God says. We are saved to serve. Every one of you is gifted. Hey, good news this morning. By the way, you're all gifted. Every single one of you. I'm not talking about like, Worldly attributes, I'm not talking about skill sets. I'm talking about the Spirit of God has uniquely purposed, wired, made, and created, and gifted you to be a blessing to the body and, uh, and an evangelist to the world, to be a witness. And he's empowered you to get it done. Become intentionally missional in your neighborhood. Man, we live with fences in our culture rather than open doors and hearts. Know your neighbors. Are you a house of prayer? You know, it's an interesting concept. And I know our time is short, but it's an interesting concept. Jesus said, tear down this 
tear down this temple. What was he talking about? His body, right? Like his physical body. He said, tear down this temple and in three days I will rebuild it. Well, that's easy for us to diagnose on, at this point, but that was hard for them in the moment. And, uh, and so, but later, he, in fact, in the beginning and end, bookends to his ministry, he cleanses the temple. And he says, you have made this, my father's house, which is meant to be a house of, a den of, right? So like, if we're the temple now, maybe we're, we're to be a house of prayer. Doesn't that make sense? That we're praying without ceasing, but that we're a place where people can come and expect to be loved and prayed for. Like right now, I don't know how to take this to the, to the Father. I don't even know if he knows me. I don't know if he loves me. I don't, I, I don't know if he hates me because of my sin. I mean, listen, we don't know. Like people have those things, those things, those thoughts. Like they come to me and they're saying, well, you have a better connection. So can you pray about? I'm like, no, I have Jesus. That is our connection. He is our high priest. And you can have him too, right? And so what we're meant to be is a house of prayer. Let me give you an example. So at men's breakfast last Friday, we're sitting around. It's always lights out. It's always amazing. It's always just refreshing. It's, you know, but we have transformed the culture of this restaurant. The staff, the owners, like just, I mean, they, they, they dedicate a whole space to us. Love that we're there. The men are incredibly loving and generous with the wait staff. And, and it's fantastic. It's just exciting to be a part of. But Sweet D comes over to me on last Friday, puts her head on my shoulder, whispers in my ear, this table behind you, the husband just found out he has stage four cancer. His name's Mike. It was almost like Mary's mother. Whatever he has, just do it. You know, like, that's what she was putting on, you know, like, but, but what I saw in that was like she knew we were a house of prayer. Because you know what happened? We got up. We went over. Not just me. All of us. I introduced myself initially to Mike to, to kind of make sure. I mean, we didn't bombard him. And, and, uh, and his precious wife, Kelly. And we asked, could we pray for you? Oh, do you think that they embraced that moment and opportunity? Oh my gosh, with tears, sobbing. And we all got around this table and we petitioned God for his mercy. And Kelly's sobbing. Mike is, and afterwards we're taking off our God's got this bands and putting them on their arm, reminding them that he's the healer and the great physician. And even if he doesn't, there's a healing that he has promised and will provide if you put your hope in him that's eternal. Church, people, it doesn't just happen here and there. It can happen anywhere because that's who you are. And so be a house of prayer in your neighborhood. Be missional in your neighborhood. Open your door. Realize that those aren't the only doors to our church. Your home is a door to our church because you're the church. And open them. But in order to do that, you've got to have your heart open first and ready to be God's ambassador of grace. But I'm just telling you, and Jerry can tell you and others, I don't ever have an occasion where I say, can I pray for you, that they're like, no. People are so hungry. And the thing is, they either don't know how to do it, they don't feel they're qualified for it, or they don't think that they, 
they, they're worthy. Or they, you know, whatever. But we can. And it's, it's one of the greatest gifts we, we do. I, Grace, I hear it happens at your office all the time. Well done. It's beautiful. Are you a house of prayer? The other thing is, if, 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 if you're having a hard time, you know, communicating to, the, to, to your neighborhood that you're, that you're the church and that you're available for their hurt, for their pain, for their need, I put yard signs out in the foyer before I came up this morning. And basically all it is is just it's a, it's a sign that has our logo and our church and then it has our website on the bottom. And the only reason that's on there is so that you can have a church sign too in front of your building to identify you as, as the church. It's not promoting, we're promoting him, right? And we want folks to come here so they hear the gospel and get loved on and become a part of and an adoption and all that beauty. That's great. But the, the reason the website's on there is because if they go there, there are, we have countless links to point them to how do I become a Christian and all, all, all that stuff is present for them and but mostly what it does is it says you know if you need prayer I'm here I'm a house of prayer so do you want to prosper in 2024 do you want to grow in grace and truth worship team if you want to come I want to I want to finish, um, you know, these uh, these messages um, often don't go the way that, you know, I just let the spirit reign. But um, I want to show a video this morning that encapsulates all of this. And before I share that, oh, I'm going to be excited when these are not here anymore. Um, so what encapsulates all of that? I want to I want to share this, okay? Today captives are going to be set free because that's what the cross does. I don't believe that we give Christ's cross enough credit. I hope that came through this morning. So what are the implications of the cross? Question for you. What what keeps you from believing that you are perfected or flawless in Christ? Is it you're so aware of what you've done rather than what he's done? In other words, is the cross enough to make flawed, flawless, and broken, new, and dead, alive, and darkness, light? That's what I've... See, oftentimes these are the, the excuses that we have. That what I've done matters more than what he has done. Maybe it's... Um, Way too self-aware instead of Christ-aware. Believing my best days are behind me. Boy, that's not the gospel. Self-talk, negative self-talk because we're not taking every thought captive and allowing the word of God to cleanse. Not fully believing the truth that I am forgiven completely. Maybe, Maybe you don't forgive yourself And one of the indicators of that is you have a really hard time forgiving others too. What about you? What about you? Where is the cross not enough? And I read this verse for you. 
because I want you to hear this, these two verses. There's really three verses, but two sections. But listen to these verses and let this sink in. I'm going to show a video and then we're going to close in worship. Hebrews 10, 14. Listen to this. For by a single offering, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, He, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. Perfected for all time. Has perfected. Is the cross enough? Do we, do we, do we embrace the reality that the cross satisfied the debt of all the world? Now, many will not, it says, receive, acknowledge, be born again out of a callous heart and ignorance to the, to the good news of Christ and hardened hearts. But listen to what Colossians 2, 13 and 14 says. And you, saint, who were, were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God, listen to this, God made, who? God made alive together with him, together with him, having forgiven us, how much? All our trespasses, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us and its and and its legal demands what was it, the legal demands of the debt that was against us death and and rob said it earlier both the power and penalty right has been relieved of us through the cross cuz listen what it goes on to say this he set aside Speaking of our faithful father through his sacrificial son, nailing it to the cross. Do you believe his grace is bigger than your sin? That's not a license to sin. That's a reason to love him. Take a look at this video and then we'll close in worship. Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Fellowship St. Pete in St. Petersburg, Florida. More information about Faith Fellowship can be found at faithfellowshipstpete.org.